0: My name is Jenny.
1: My name is Ted.
0: My name is Gray. And,
1: and this, this is, is Animorphology. Animorphology.
2: The invasion. The visitor. The encounter. The message. The predator. The capture. The stranger. The end. Am- the secret. The android. The forgotten. The reaction. The chain. The unescapable. The, the warning. The, the decision. The slow departure. The sudden discovery. The proposed threat. The to The solution. The emotion, the, separation, the, separation, the deception. The suspicion. The sacrifice. The, 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 the beginning. The graphic novel.
1: All right. Hey, Animorphology. How's it going? It's
2: been so long. Hi, everybody. We missed you. We did. We We're missed back. you. We missed each other. We missed doing this. Yes. We missed Animorphs. We yes. Too.
1: But for the first time in so long, there was like new Animorphs content, like I a new know. Animorphs book. It's like they that knew is being sold.
2: It's like they knew we were going to need more That content.
1: we held in our hands and we read, and now we can talk about
2: it. Yes. Would you like
0: to describe it, Ted? Uh,
1: I would. I will slowly Google <laughs> some information so I cannot screw up too much. So the Animorphs Graphic Novel is an adaptation of The Invasion. It's the first book in the series. Uh, and the adaptation was adapted and illustrated by Chris Grine. Who is awesome you should check out his twitter profile which we yeah. will link in the episode um, and he is contracted by scholastic to do the first three books in the series so the visitor and the encounter um, as adaptations that are probably coming out on like a once a year cadence um, so he's working on the second one right now and then the third one will be out in two years um, and it's a pretty sizable book 240 pages um
2: hefty in your hand bigger than like the paperback It's full
1: color you can get there's like a paperback and a hardback version oh i didn't even Um, know that and i think
2: the hardback sounds awesome
1: yeah and yeah is there anything else to say about it
2: no that's Um, the end of the episode that's it
1: no no i mean (laughs) any of like the information overview
0: i think that's a pretty good overview it's also published by scholastic they, it's, yeah. it's their graphic novel imprint, which is a really good imprint, so I'm delighted to see that Animorphs can continue to have
2: more life. So we're going to talk a little about what we thought about it. We're going to try to be spoiler free, so that if you guys want to go read it for yourselves, you can go do that without being spoiled for, you know, what happens in the invasion. Just kidding. For Without being spoiled for how it is adapted. Uh, then we will get maybe a little more in depth after that, uh, so that if you don't care about being spoiled, you can hear more of our detailed thoughts. So, what do you guys think about? It?
1: I loved it. Um, I feel like it was it was it was a really interesting it was really interesting tracking my feelings of nostalgia because it was mm-hmm. both like super nostalgic and it was like oh my god I'm seeing all these things for the first time and like yeah. it's like a new anamorphs thing and I have such a strong emotional connection to all of the material but then also like there's, I feel like there was a little bit of distance because I'm like oh this isn't my version of like Marco mm-hmm. and Jake and Rachel like this isn't my version of Elfangor, like and like a little bit of the it was like scratching a really fun itch to be like oh like this is this had to be different and he adapted it this way Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. here they're talking out loud instead of in their heads and like i really enjoyed all of that and it was like fun but but it wasn't quite it's not quite the same as like rereading that same opening sequence that i've read so many times before and it's just like burned into my brain
2: jenny what'd you think I feel like it's what I would want from like a TV show or a movie or something like a visualization of these things that um, that I've only known in prose. And it did feel like it it just did a wonderful job of staying true to the spirit of the source material. Like I, in general, am not a big fan of adaptations. Like I, I don't like watching movie versions of books that I like. I don't like watching the Disney live versions of the animated classics. I'm like, I know all these beats so well, and you're just messing them up in this live (laughs) version. And this didn't really trigger any of that feeling for me. Like the TV show did, um, the TV show from the 90s did, but this really did not. Like this really felt like it was doing a good job of adapting the spirit of the source material as well as the literal plot. And I think part of it is that like the changes are very like few and small. Um, I did I think I felt the same distance. I think I generally tend to connect a little better with prose than graphic novels, so I mm. thought that was more what it was for me. But yeah, really enjoyed it. A lot of positive things to say. Yeah, I'm a huge graphic novel aficionado, um, and this
0: is my, I guess now like fourth time reading the book in two years, so i I really loved it. I thought it was incredibly faithful to the source material to the extent that I remember the source material. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love to, to be door. clear.
1: <laughs> That's actually a pretty great review of
0: it. I think. <laughs> like I mean I think the thing is that I'm sure I'm sure there were changes and we should talk about them, but from my memory of the book, even while I was reading the graphic novel, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that piece or that we talked about this mm-hmm. or oh yeah, that you know, that scene this is a really interesting version of it. Um and I think Chris Grine clearly loves the animorphs. Like there's a lot yeah. of affection in this adaptation in the way that they're drawn and the way that he puts it together and also with the way that he adapts it. Um it's just really well done and
2: I loved it. It's really good. Yeah, it felt like the where there were changes and we'll get to this after, you know, the no spoilers part, but they were all Things where you're like, oh right, of course they needed to just show this a little differently because you're not inside one character's head and because you're looking at this graphically instead of just reading prose. Like it, I think that was pretty much it for changes. Like there weren't like the plot was really mm-hmm. like faithful to the original.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about our audience and like, should you buy the Animorphs graphic <laughs> novel? Like, who is it for? Right, and so I was I tweeted a picture of myself after I picked it up from the bookstore and somebody replied to me on Twitter being like, or maybe replied to Animorphology retweeting yeah. it being like, Oh, I want to know if it's good. But like, I was maybe like waiting for them to finish adapting it before reading it. And <laughs> I, I was all like,
2: 54. I
1: was like, okay, like see you in 2073. <laughs> right. Like, so, so <laughs> There
0: are 54 books in this series, you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. What I would say is that I feel like it's, it's, definitely worthy being given to a kid who's like the right age group for reading animal animals for the first time and maybe like give or take a few years depending on whether they're more into comics and other books like i feel like it really fits the sort of like world of comics and also has like the same kind of hooks that the animorphs has
2: yeah i think you Um, could go younger especially because if you start reading animorphs when you're six you might get to some stuff you're not ready for really fast. And if you read this graphic novel, there's only the ones.
1: (laughs) Right. I also like the idea of them reading like two graphic novels and then being like, oh, and now there are 50 books I will go read. But, and I'd be really curious to hear from like first time kids reading it versus like the nostalgia effect of people picking it up. Mm -hmm. But I would also just like to say, as someone who is like an Animorph super fan, I was obviously going to read it, but like, I would recommend it, To anybody listening, solely for the visuals of morphing, oh,
2: they're so good. Because Chris Grine
1: totally (laughs) understands the like how funny and silly it is, while also just like so horrifying in like a in like a goofy body horror horror type way. It's just it's so good every single time, and like sometimes it's like pivotal focus of the scene, and sometimes it's just like. Cassie's turning back from a horse in the background and has like (laughs) like weird bottle lips and you know like it's it's absolutely the perfect way morphing should be drawn I'm so in love with it and I'm like I will I will buy every single one of these graphic novels and just like look at the I could look at the morphs over and over again and it's so great that everything else about it is good, but if if the it were just alone would be enough. If it were just <laughs> yep. prints by Chris Grine of the Animorphs Morphing, that would be enough for me. Actually, and I, I would I, buy I, those. He I, should I market just, those. I just think that if that's at all something that like strikes your fancy, it's totally worth having a copy of. Those. I
0: would buy it and not ever look at it, but I would buy it <laughs> to support there being a graphic novel that's just <laughs> because in the graphic novel as much as in the books, they are terrifying and I hate them <laughs> a lot. I would also please like to read you just my favorite line about the morphing, which is mm-hmm. you say it doesn't hurt to morph, but it sounds awful. As in the background, <laughs> the there's sounds. crack, snap, crack, crunch. I'm like, ah. Uh, there were a
2: lot right. of sounds. <sighs> Chris Grine. He is just, just admirably faithful to the the way the morphs work in the book yeah just and I feel like the the cartoonish like you know it's it's drawn as a as a cartoon and so I I don't know I've never been as disgusted by the morphs as you guys but I I found it like not at all like unappealing or like ew gross but like just hilarious and charming and the way that sometimes like drawings can evoke you know like a drawing of like an animal can like evoke the like emotions and expression of the animal in a way that like a real life animal you're like it has an animal face like i feel like they do that he does that with the morphs mm-hmm. so that you're like wow there is so much like feeling coming off of Tobias as half half a cat yeah. <laughs> like half a hawk right yeah. here
0: yeah it's very good so much
2: character a lot of personality in the morphed image yeah it
0: actually reminded me of something that Somebody said in mm-hmm. our uh, last episode with our former guest hosts um, we were talking about what we would like to see in a in a television show we would want it to be an animated television show so that there could be a really good version of more thing and i feel like this yeah. you know this doesn't quite have the same you know animated like you see all of those stages in between but the images that Chris Grine chose to uh, select from the transitional phases of these morphs are so evocative and I think he did a Mm -hmm. great job at that it every time there was a morph I was like I hate this so much it's so disgusting and so does Chris Grine, and yet he is he is drawing it with such glee I know
2: you could just see him like sitting there, like cackling. Meaning, like, this They're is so gross. <laughs> They're gonna
0: love this half dog, half Jake face. Ha ha
2: ha! Like, oh, it's so good.
1: And what you what you just said made me realize that the canonical like mid morph images we have mm-hmm. are like this like '90s computer generated. Like, uh-huh. it's like not really at all what you would imagine, right? Yeah, so like yeah. a mid morph is not like what a computer thinks halfway between Cassie and a horse is, right? <laughs> like, a mid-morph is so much worse and so weirder. Worse. and And that's what yeah. is, is depicted.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's great.
1: Yeah, so what else do we want to say before we get into, like, specific beats? Six thumbs up?
2: <laughs> Six thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> so if you're at all interested, or, you know, if you have any passing fondness for Animorphs, I don't know if you do, maybe, maybe not, uh, you should definitely get this graphic novel. Yeah. Or borrow it from a friend and read it and enjoy the images. And now, spoiler alert. We're gonna start talking about spoilery stuff.
1: I mean, the invasion is out there. There's There aren't like <laughs> plot twists or changes or big reveals or anything. But right. like, there are specific beats that I was like pleasantly surprised by. And yeah, it might be nice yeah. to be pleasantly surprised yourself.
2: What should we talk about? I wanna talk about how they did ThoughtSpeak because I love it so much. Yeah, tell us how about it. How did
1: they do ThoughtSpeak, Jenny?
2: So, okay. First, when they meet Elfagor in the construction site, he is thought-speaking in blue bubbles. Like, everyone's speech bubbles are white, and, you know, they're, like, connected to their mouths or whatever. Um, But the blue bubbles, I think they have a double outline, actually. And they're just sort of, like, floating in the air. So I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, Elfagor thought-speak's in blue. Thought-speak is blue, maybe. And then Viscer 3 shows up, and his thought-speak is red. I was like, whoa, of course, because he's evil. This makes so much sense. And then... When Tobias morphs, he's the first one that we see morph, and his thought speak is, correct me if I'm wrong, yellow. And then and I was like, wait, are they each going to have a color? And they did. It's so smart because, of course, when they're all animals, you aren't going to be able to tell, like, which animal is which kid. So you aren't going to know who's talking, and they're not going to be like, Marco, colon, at the top of every speech bubble. So, But, like, Marco has his own color, so you don't need to wonder. You're just like, oh, yeah, this is the Marco color. These thoughtspeak bubbles are Marco, and because like, you know, there are only five of them, the colors are very distinct. I found it really easy to follow and like remember who was who. I thought it just was so effective.
1: Yeah, I loved that.
0: I really liked how they did the thoughtspeak bubbles. I had not noticed the
2: colors. Oh, really? I loved it. So that's that's interesting. I wonder if you just were able to follow because of like bubble placement, or like who would have said what, or because you knew who said what because you'd read it.
1: Or well, if it was it, just like a subconscious it is the kind of thing Yeah, it's the kind the... of thing that you don't need it, you don't necessarily need to think about how it works. Yeah. It just It just
0: works. Yeah, but I love it. Like now I'm now I'm making notes of who had which color and it's it's uh-huh. such a great way to do it. I mean I, I followed it yeah. I think in part just because of context, but I love mm-hmm. that they have the different colors. I had noticed the difference between the elf and Visor Three. Because in my head, I was the like, red was real
2: dramatic. The red is very
0: dramatic, and I was like, "Oh, it's like lightsabers!"
2: Oh my gosh, it's totally lightsabers! I wonder if that was part of what inspired it. I don't know, but I really like that. That's so cool. Should we talk some more about andalites? What was a notable feature of how andalites are depicted in this tent?
1: Oh, they're <laughs> um, they're quite thick.
2: Yeah, they have very beefy hindquarters. It was uh, it was it was much more horse-like than deer-like, but like a very, like, a very, uh, a horse that had been gifted by nature <laughs> with, uh, an extremely large posterior.
1: Yeah. It's not how I imagined it, but <laughs> I, I like it. I, I think it's good There's
2: one shot of Visser 3 that, like, kind of spans two panels yeah, and you're haunches. kind of seeing him from behind and you're like, whoa, that's a lot of punch <laughs> They're also a little striped sometimes. They yeah. are striped. Yeah, an interesting tweak.
1: I loved one of the things that was just so well done. So, that, that scene in the construction site, the thing that kept bowling me over was, like, the visual depictions of the aliens mm-hmm. and stuff. So, the Andalites oh. I loved. Their Viscera 3 has, like, and Elfangor have such expressive faces, yeah, even though no they don't mouths, have mouths. But right? But, like, expressive. the way that he does the ears up and down and, like, the uh-huh. eyes. Just super expressive. Um, the, the Hork-Bajira look... Like they're like maybe a little closer to dinosaur than like scissors than I mm. picture in my brain, but they're they like look
2: very evil, which does fit the thing where the kids are like, wait, they're supposed to be nice. They look terrifying. Yeah,
1: yeah, but they're like yeah. right in line with what I imagined. The taxons are <laughs> so cute. They're so cute. They're I love gross. that they just. The way, they just <laughs> well, yes. They just stare into the sky like turkeys <laughs> you know, that are not smart enough to up. like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I, is not how I picture them at all, but it's so consistent. Ah,
2: Greg is yeah. showing us, yeah, the, that one—the
1: two-page spread of Visor Three in morph, about to eat up It's
2: just like what a what a picture.
1: And yeah, really and then Visor 3's monster morph is just like it's so really good. good, and yeah. the, and it's it's awful because the and one of the the little details that um, I think was added. Uh-huh. Is that when Visser Three demorphs? He still have has Elfengor's blood running down his front oh, yeah. as I he about says that. his. That's how you take a bite out of your enemy's thing, <laughs> which is like makes it so much worse. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I usually roll my eyes at this part, but I'm like, ugh, that's bad. Dark. Yeah,
0: his monster morph <laughs> um, at the end was also great. It was like oh this, yeah, just yeah. this sort of like wall of fire. Yeah, it's like a it heads, just like multiple lots and yeah. lots of
2: heads somehow. It's like a hydra. I feel like Chris Grine did a really great job of these sort of impressionistic monsters. Yeah. That sort of like shift a little from pain to pain, but you can tell they're like huge and horrifying and like, you know, the exact contours aren't like they don't need to be defined and would kind of take away from it if they were defined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's sort of like the morphing where it's just like you've caught them in this like very expressive pose.
1: So Chris Grine is also great because on Twitter he's I think he's he's like Feels like a part of the Animorphs fandom now. Like yes, I saw, he I joined it. the Animorphs Facebook group. Like when people were posting about how they got the graphic novel, or at least one of them. I don't know. There's probably a bunch of them. And he also like tweets his work in progress. So I think he's finished um, the Visitors. Um, he's finished his first draft of the Visitor and is like inking it now. So he'll like share pictures and stuff. But one of the things that I saw that he posted on Twitter was like, oh yeah, people asked about like Texans eating each other. That's definitely in the second, like he's, <laughs> he's, he's drawn that, that like that's happening,
2: oh man. so I'm
1: like super excited. you know, he seems to know what the people want,
0: yeah, which yeah. is which is awesome.: This <laughs> is super nerdy, but Chris Grine does he do his own lettering and inking and like colors and stuff?
1: Uh, I think he does inks. I don't think he does coloring.
0: that's really interesting. Yeah, there's. I mean, there. At least it's not. But I'm not sure. There's no credit for a letter or. Hmm. or um,
1: maybe he does both. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he does all that's of it. great. That's actually really impressive. Yeah, no
0: wonder it's taken him so damn long to do them. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, it just says Illustrator. It doesn't say, yeah. on the Scholastic site.
0: That's very impressive. For him to do all of that is very cool.
1: Oh yeah. The entire project was scripted, drawn, colored and lettered by Grind. Wow. That's so amazing. I didn't even realize that. Neat. Okay, this this is from a blog that appeared in a Google like search result but I couldn't actually verify. So
0: But it seems likely given mm. that usually they'd get they get credit for that. So
1: Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I'm even more impressed. Really cool.
0: Mm. I will say one, my I have one only one gripe with the way that he draws <laughs> Uh, the characters, and I think we should talk about the way that he illustrates the the different anamorphs because I'm sure that they don't they don't look like what they look like in my head. So I'm sure they don't look like what they mm-hmm. look like in your head. Uh, he can only draw one nose. Yeah, that that bothered me too. I had a. Lot Is
1: it of... specifically the nose? It's
0: yeah, it's specifically. The nose. I mean, it's a little bit the face shape. A little yeah. bit less the. Fa- I mean, he has two
2: face shapes, but. It, for me, it was like like he's very expressive faces, but God they knows. they all have the same sort of basic model, and they definitely all have the same nose. I just
1: I did get confused between Rachel and Tobias because yeah. they both have long blonde yeah. hair.
2: Yeah, um, in the first scene in the construction site, both of them have their hair down, and I kept having to go and be like, "Wait, that's that's Tobias, right?"
1: Right. Yeah. Rachel has earrings. It, it's always and Tobias has the headphones. Like, yeah, I feel like it's always clear. Yeah. I also have a little bit of. I think mental frission because cover model Tobias has brown hair, and so seeing blonde boy, it's just like, oh, that's Rachel. Right. <laughs>
2: like, well, finally, finally, they figured Rachel. out Tobias is blonde. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: which I, which I, uh, which I do love. I do. Love I also feel bias. like
2: in my head they're all so distinct. They have such distinct, like, like I tend to not to come up with very concrete visuals for characters, but like Rachel being like. Sort of statuesque and like gorgeous. I didn't feel like came across in her character, like her as she was drawn here. Like she just kind of does have the same face as everyone else. Um, so I, I felt like I lost a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I there. wonder
0: if there'll be more of that in her book. Like if, you know, if, if he'll have more time with Rachel to like show how much taller she is than everybody else or like <laughs> make her, pre- I don't know, prettier or something.
2: But
1: yeah, yeah this well,
2: might just be his style. I don't well, know. yeah, I don't so
1: know. one thing, and I I, I don't know. One of the things that I found reading it, and this is kind of why like I want to give the graphic novel to like kids and see like how they Mm -hmm. connect the different characters, because I feel like reading the invasion, the characters are so like well drawn, but I I believe thinking reflecting on it, a lot of that is like Jake's exposition about Mm -hmm. the characters Mm -hmm. as much as it is the things that they do and say in the first book, because there's like so much plot to get through, like. Yeah. You know, like, and you do get the moment of Marco being like, "Somebody was, uh-huh. you know, like, kept dying yeah. all the time in the video game." But like, as a panel, it doesn't make as much of a character impact yeah. as that like whole sequence in the book does. I feel like, and so I think you do lose a little bit of like, "This is Jake's, this is Jake's perspective mm-hmm. and moments." Yeah, and ha- who who he is and how he relates to the people because because you don't have that internal monologue, right? and there were a couple of scenes like when he's a lizard that was kind of done in like narration like mm-hmm. you know well when i morph oh, the right. lizard he i did this and that he's he like, he like the oh fact, the bug was so gross really well. and yeah. like i really liked that sequence for that reason um uh-huh. but that was you a know, really like, good choice. in the construction site you don't get quite a, you know, like you can sort of see on their faces that they love Ofangor, but you don't get as much like he felt so good and pure and Damn, like yeah. he was immediately my hero because like that is all internal to Jake.
0: You also miss some of the reasons that Tobias thinks he's a good leader. Like Tobias comes in and says, "You're the only mm. one who can make plans, you're the only one who can lead," which is from what I remember like exactly what happens in the book. But I think in the book you get a little more sense of Jake's Jake's responsibility for them that he he feels mm. like it's he's sort of the one who's okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to go through the construction site. Oh no, everybody duck. Like is do we have everybody? Like I checked in on people. He's kind of already Got that role a little bit in the books, as we discussed, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like you mm-hmm. miss a little bit of that without f- hearing Jake's thoughts about it.
2: I think you also don't get quite as much clarity on the relationships, like the thing where Tobias is like, "Maybe I'll walk home with you guys." Like, I didn't think because we didn't get the background on yeah, Tobias was some guy I kind of knew. Yeah, it it makes um. It makes the dynamic with Marco come off really differently later on in the book, I felt like, because you don't know, like, you just kind of assume, okay, these five people are friends, like they're rocking them together, they must all be friends. And in the book, it's actually much harsher when um, Marco is like digging at Tobias, like, you know, you can't even fight off bullies or whatever, like, it, like, there is, there isn't like a bond of friendship uniting them and here I think it's in the graphic novel, it's easier to just assume that they're friends and yeah. have that come off very differently. No,
1: that's really interesting. I think that's true. Though I do think though, there's like there's a flip side to this. My I think my favorite surprise in the adaptation was the moment when uh, Jake is finally realizing that yes, Tom is a controller mm. and he sees in Tom's face Tom try and fight back. Oh. There's this beautiful panel where Tom's eyes kind of like water up um, and then he turns away and then like Jake is like really bummed about it. But it it all happens through the faces. And there's like I could imagine that many readers reading it for the first time won't won't interpret it that way or won't quite get it because like jake doesn't come out and say i could see tom was trying to talk to me or right. whatever yeah but it was just like such a powerful moment of like oh god he's fighting back right and then and then you get later on it's like oh yeah this is tom it's free it's tom he's free he's like he doesn't want to be a voluntary controller oh, that
2: was great yeah um, yeah you see more of tom because he doesn't get mentioned that much in the narration of the york pool in, yeah. in yeah, the yeah, yeah. Version, i feel like but
1: but so like that moment as like a living in the picture of Tom's face and not in like Jake
2: Mm. not being filtered
1: through Jake's perception. I really liked.
2: Yeah. I felt like, um, there was some really good humor mind in this where like Chris Crane is very funny. Like there are like several places where he added like, just like a few lines that weren't in there that like make a lot of sense when you're looking at a visual version. And they were all just like hilarious. Um, like when Tom, when Jake has morphed for the first time, and Tom is like, do you have Homer in there? And he comes in and he's like, what? Why are you dressing up the dog? <laughs> yes. Which of course, of course he's still wearing the shirt. And you don't think about that in the book. And Tom doesn't comment uh. on it. And Tobias is like, it was Jake's idea. I told him it was weird. Where's Jake? He went to find more clothes, <laughs> and, and, and in thought speak, Jake's like, "Seriously, Tobias? And it's just—it's it's just like one panel, but it's—I yeah, like cool. laughed
1: brilliant. so
0: hard. And do you know what else I said? And I think that I just want to remind everybody that I said this in the uh, in our regular podcast as well. Lock your damn door. But it's <laughs> <laughs> not everyone has a door that locks. I know, uh, but like,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> now you know. Put a chair under Get or one. something.
1: Um, I also I loved the uh, the thing where Jake is like constantly eating nachos and stuff He's after trying to he get the taste of the spider get out get of his
0: mouth. I love it. it. It's, a,
1: it's such a great visual. Like they're all in the mall and Jake's just like stuffing his face. That's He's so got like good. cheese all over yeah. his cheeks. It's so funny.
2: When uh, when Cassie's just finished morphing back from horse and the police officer is there and Marco's like ta-da and she's like hi. She's super shy. Rachel says, "I'm super shy." Cassie says,
1: "Yes, oh yeah, that's That's so good." good good. And I I also feel like I feel like those are good character establishing moments. Like they're not they're not the ones from the book, but they do get across like who the people are.
2: Or like this this panel where um, it's right before they figure out that Tom's a controller. Jake and Mark are playing video games, and the that sequence starts with just zooming in on the game over like screen from the video game and there are options for continue and quit and continue is highlighted. I was like, oh, what a great nod to the theme or like what's going on right now? And of course you don't get that in
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. So it's really interesting thinking about like an adaptation of the invasion and like another thing that, like I feel like, I feel like Chris Grine hit all of the emotional beats that are in the invasion, but I do feel like it was a little bit more of like a, like, we got the gang together, we're doing the first mission, and it kind of feels like... I don't mean this in in a bad way necessarily, but it feels a little like of an action movie or adaptation or something. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, it's like it's even pacier than The Invasion, which is, mm-hmm, like, a mm-hmm. very pacey book. And so I'm actually super excited because I think there are hints of this in this graphic novel to see a more slow-paced Animorphs book or a more internally-focused Animorphs mm. book, right? Like, The Visitor is going to be a lot of Rachel and Melissa dynamic. Mm. The Encounter mm. is, like, half Tobias oh, being emo, yeah. right? Like, and I, I think that I'm really excited to see Chris get to focus on, on those aspects as well.
2: Yeah. You guys, I'm scrolling through the panels that I took a picture of because that's my version of taking notes for this. Amazing. Um, this a eating the spider i forgot how horrifying it is so i'm going to show it to ted again so he can suffer with me but like yellow blood yeah what? like ugh. and it, the way
1: it's dripping off the panel yeah
2: oh Ooh. that's really and cool. that it and
0: yeah. the nacho cheese reflects that right it's the same color around yeah. his yep. face yeah
1: yeah
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah. um
1: i love the the realness of the animals yeah especially so there it, it's all really really good seeing the real animals at the Yerk pool was like mind-blowing. Like, I love being like, oh yeah, it's just like a zoo is attacking. Like, uh-huh. and like they say that in the books, but somehow seeing it, like I really want to see now Chris draw like the menagerie of animals in the pool ship in book five, like staring Ooh. down at earth. You know, like I want to yeah. see all yeah. these things. Yeah.
2: I, every time Tobias showed up, he was so awesome looking. Like, look at this bird, like Hulk. Yeah. Oh shoulder. my God. he is so much bigger than I think yeah. of him. Um, like, him, like, flying into the... There are just some beautiful panels of Tobias. Um, but really good. When
1: Tobias is a cat, and he gets <laughs> distracted and starts playing with, like, the window thing, I'm like, oh, Tobias is a real cat, and he looks like a real cat, and he's doing real cat things. Just those drawings of Tobias' cat were yeah. so good. As dude, sorry, dude. He, he has a name. Has <laughs> kind of. a name.
0: I loved that. I also, um, I think all the animals were were great. I really liked the tiger. The way that that he draws the tiger mm. attack yeah. is mm-hmm. so cool. And then the the other sort of related thing is the with the lizard. This goes back a little bit to what you were saying about the way that it's sort of how his narration is is uh, portrayed in the graphic novel. There's this whole conversation where Jake is trying to... He's not speaking, and it's not thought speak. It's just his, like, mental narration of what happened. I acquired the lizard's DNA Sunday night at... And then Cassie's mental narration
2: interrupts Jake's oh, narration. I thought Jake was telling the story after the fact, like, telling everyone. I the thought story. so, too,
0: but there's no arrow pointing to either of those characters,
2: right? So... Oh, marco's the yeah. only one who
0: says you know
2: right because marco's in the past when he's i thought i think he is i think he is telling the story and like they're all together in the barn or yeah so or anyway it's court. oh the food court yeah. right, they're yeah, at the well food they're court, at school yeah. at this point um
0: I, but i just really liked the way that cassie even here is super excited about the the lizard like she interrupts <laughs> animals, and she's like it's a yeah. knoll, an my parents barn is full of them i caught it with a bucket a really and like good interruption i just it's yeah. super super,
1: super yes. cute
0: yes yes i liked yes. the lizard
1: uh, you're so good.
2: There are so many funny moments. Oh, my gosh. Marco's yeah, I, I like- Heart Nat shirt. I want that shirt. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, Where do I get that shirt? Yeah, me too. We need to get that shirt. Yeah,
1: Marco was great.
2: Marco, I bet we can get in for free if we just tell them we're animals. I can't wait. And then Rachel's face. <laughs> and then Jake stuffing nachos in his mouth. That's dumb, Marco. That's dumb. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah no you're so right all of the little bits of dialogue that he added are so funny it's a really good really good source of levity i don't know i just i i loved it and like okay so the other the other big tentpole moment that jumps out to me is when they go into the York pool for the first time and i know what i imagine the York pool as but like my jaw still dropped and i was like it is so big it mm-hmm. is so intimidating that this huge underground complex exists it reminded right?
2: me of the stage set for hadestown actually the like Ooh. huge industrial like the big lights that they swing during that one song for the people in our audience who have seen hadestown mm-hmm. i guess um uh, but like that huge like the industrial horror of it
1: yeah and like the yeah. purple
2: was a really cool choice Yeah, yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so, I can he colored the whole thing. That's amazing. It's really yeah. impressive. Yeah, that's, so, that's, true. that's so amazing. It's true. Because the, the colors are so good. And it mm-hmm. it lives in this kind of like, the colors aren't like muted and grimdark, which I mm-hmm. think that's like my biggest yes. fear.
2: 100% agree.
1: That's my biggest fear for like a movie adaptation is yeah. that they're going to try and make it look like every 2010 gray brown palette of a movie, mm-hmm. you know.
2: And this story needs the color.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. All the animals are so colorful. All the yeah. taxon blood is so colorful. <laughs> uh,
2: I, speaking of taxons, the the way that dracon beams seem to work, it's like, a, like an egg-shaped thing. This taxon is holding at the end of its claw... It's like this like the capsule that shoots and I was like, but it's supposed to be gun shaped. And I was like, Where does it ever say it's gun shaped? I'm just assuming No,
1: that's cool. So there's like a hole you put your hand into to grip it. Yeah. And then it like shields yeah. your wrist. That that's actually really interesting. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Too. And then I the didn't even hard- notice that well the
2: horkators seem to have like automatic rifles. Actually at one point they run out of ammo. They're like they're going like click click. <laughs>
1: Are those, they're probably real guns. I mean, they do look kind of like space guns. Well, they're like shooting rays,
2: I think. I mean, there's there's no reason why Dracon beams can't run out of ammo. Yeah, or that they can't be in different shapes and sizes. Yeah. Like, seems to have gotten creative with the weaponry, No, I love that. The tiger attacking the, oh, I don't think I have the tiger attacking the. uh, Yes, I love it so much. Oh, here it is. The purple purple. blood of the fire monster. Oh, so good. Yeah the fire
1: oh man i just want to i just want to read this all again now
0: it's really good i know that on a podcast images are not great so uh (laughs) it's so true we're doing doing
1: a good job describing it for the our our point is you can leave us a comment and tell us if we do the art is great (laughs) five stars come
0: and um you should definitely check it out get it from your (laughs) library if you can't buy it but also if you can buy one support this project Make Chris Grind's work for the next 50 years. Yes.
1: I, I will say, when I tweeted back to that person and said, Cool, you'll be waiting till 2073, Chris Grind replied and said, And I'll be dead.
2: <laughs> I assume he just means because of the strain of like the <laughs> graphic novels.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: It was funny. Like, there were things where having the visual brought-out humor that, like, wasn't in the original, like, Homer wearing clothes. And there were also things where I was like, oh, this thing was added because it's awkward to not mention anything when you have all the characters in a visual. Like, when they get to the, the beach party with the sharing and Rachel and Cassie are like, should we go play volleyball? Sure. And I was like, well, that's not in the original. I was like, oh, well, they had to, like, explain where those characters were going. That makes sense. And then at the end when they leave the Yurt pool and they're like... I'm sure Tobias is fine. He probably found another way out. Like, I was like, oh, I feel like that wasn't highlighted in the same way in the original book. Oh, yes. yeah, not at all. They,
1: don't, they just they
2: don't, don't, don't talk about passive. Tobias. And it's actually mm-hmm. super horrifying. In this version, for them to be like, uh, I'm sure Tobias is fine. We can't do anything about it if he's not, so he yeah. must be fine. Yeah. And it's just as horrifying in the original; it's just not highlighted in the same way. And I think the
0: Tobias being trapped in morph is so much sadder in the graphic novel. Mm. I don't. I just don't mm-hmm. remember Jake having that moment where he's he's trying to convince Tobias to morph back, and he's like, "Okay, c- come on, you can come back to human now." Take a break from flying. It's time.
1: Yeah, no, th- that's in the original, think, but it, it, is it, is, the original. it is devastating. It's, it's more affecting well here. Based. I think it's yeah. It gets
2: like a little more emotional attention uh, here. I think I, devastating,
1: devastating. Yeah. And and like Jake's face at the end is like yeah. it's so. Ooh, yeah. that whole. Ending. I'm wondering if my reaction to it is like actually probably the the emotions are here in the graphic novel, but. My sense reading it was just unbridled glee the entire time. So like, that probably was like removing my ability to be like, this is a sad thing happening, and be like, Tobias, you beautiful bird. <laughs> Assume He's your final such form. such a
2: beautiful bird. But like, okay,
1: here. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited about more graphic novels from Chris Grine. I know we're going to get three of them. But Chris Grine, if you ever listen to this and you can somehow affect how and which things get adapted, please continue adapting one per book until 12. And then I don't care. Because <laughs> I just want, I just want the Chris Grine adaptation of the sequence at the end of 12. Where, oh my where Marco is a llama, and Rachel keeps having like the weird morphing allergies. <laughs> Rachel's
2: a They get into a fight Cassie's on the stage. The, yeah, the alligator tracks. just
1: like pops out. The yes! Benny Hill thing, the and a light would be good oh. too joke. I just want that That's joke. I want nice as neat like that whole book. <laughs> as much as like fan was like, oh, it's like silly, doesn't count. I I need. It's
2: perfect I, for a graphic I novel. I need
1: a graphic novel adaptation of it, and I I want. Like, just like that is that is everything I want. Like <laughs> obviously, I want to see like the first seven books adapted. I feel like that's a really good run. I want to mm-hmm. see X. I want to like I want like all this. There's all this great stuff that could happen. But book twelve is now my like. <laughs>
2: it's the dream. That's
1: okay. the dream. I want I want Chris Grine adapting Animorphs book twelve. I just it would be okay. so good.
0: I want him to also do the four megamorphs.
1: <gasps> yes! The dinosaurs! Oh, no. How Come good would dinosaurs. a dinosaur Chris
0: Grind dinosaur be? Uh,
1: the Valique? So the oh. pool party? It would be so good! <laughs> it would be so good!
2: And the megamorphs would be uh, perfect because a graphic novel naturally is not in someone's head to the degree that that a first-person narrated right. prose book is.
1: Uh. Okay, yeah, the first seven Megamorphs. 1,
2: Megamorphs. Yeah, because they left that out of the audiobooks. the audiobooks. But you gotta do it for the graphic novel. It's perfect for a graphic uh, novel.
1: Uh, I would also so it would be I would love to see a Chris Grind and Light Chronicles. Um but Chris Grind said in the the Comic-Con panel that I watched earlier this summer, one of his influences is Jeff Smith, who did Bone. And I can see a lot of Jeff Smith in Chris Grind's style for sure. Like in, in really good ways. And one thing that Bone did is when they had a prequel series, it was written by Jeff Smith, but it was drawn by Charles Vess. And I think it would be cool for Animorphs to do a similar thing where like the prequel series or spinoffs or whatever Ooh. could be done and illustrated and adapted in different but we similar We can finally ways. get a
2: Yurt Chronicles
1: yes but but you know not to take it away from chris but then also we could get two books coming out in a year if you, found, you know, like andalite chronicles in concert That's with something true. else so just just throwing that out into into the world i
2: love that can i complain about the one line like there's so many added lines that were so brilliant and there was <gasps> okay, one okay
1: no that this I just, is fine i was the, like let's get it all out there
2: i just i was like this would not this is not okay So this is right at the beginning when Jake and Marco have just finished playing the video game Some guy kept losing and lost all their quarters Um, They haven't they're about to meet with Tobias and this is where you get the narration in the book like Jake's like Yeah, I guess I was a little distracted I didn't make the basketball team and I kind of just wanted to spend more time with Tom and you know I wanted to like I hope that would bring us together. He's been really distant lately, you know That's all a narration in the book and of course, you have to say it out loud if you want people to know it in the graphic novel. And so Jake says, Just thought if I made the team, maybe my brother and I would be able to hang out more. And Marco says, I bet Tom would make some time if you just talked to him, Jake. Marco didn't say that. <laughs> well, no, he did not. He didn't say that. Cassie might have that. said
1: that. Hold on.
2: Cassie would Marco have said didn't that, say that. But she was not there. Marco didn't say that.
1: Marco could have said it really sarcastic and meanly. <laughs> <laughs> Two I think Marco has a he's well, I don't know, I was gonna say he's pretty emotionally intelligent, but he's maybe he's just good at manipulating people or like yeah i, I ne- don't he's he's good at negative emotional manipulation yeah. and not positive
2: i I think that he would be so embarrassed to say anything that sincere <clears> out loud. <throat> like, even if he thought it was true, he's like, ugh, you should just talk to him. Why are you still whining about it? Like, I could imagine him saying something in that tone. Yeah. There was one more
0: Marco having a weird amount of insight into his own motivations that uh, stood out to me, which uh-huh. is when they're first showing up to the gardens to get their first morphs, um, they're discussing who, what morphs they're going to get and uh, Jake says, uh, what what animal is going to... Or somebody says, I can't tell who. Just exactly which animal is going to be able to deal with this or three when he turns into that big monster thingy. Isn't it obvious, Jake? Fleas! We can itch him death. So now you're suddenly Mr. <laughs> optimistic, Marco? No, I'm just so scared I'm getting weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that sounds true to character. That's accurate. Care, yeah, I feel <laughs> like he yeah. actually... He does have a really... Uh, really strong insight into his own, like s- sometimes the dark side of his yeah. own psychology, and he is like willing to be self deprecating yeah. in his humor. This is maybe a little early for him, so I don't know, maybe not. No,
0: I, that that line didn't. I liked didn't it. I thought it was very insightful. I just wasn't sure that like yeah. Marco usually that insightful, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I get weird when I'm scared.
1: Also, well, Gray, did you see the very last page where it teases the visitor? Rachel one? and her partial elephant.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing. Chris Bryan
0: feels the same way about morphing that I do, which is, it's terrible, but he treats it with much more humor than I do because I'm mostly like, "Yeah, no, thank you. And he draws
2: it. All right, so what panel from this book... Or I guess any other that doesn't exist yet. But like, what panel do we want as like an Animorphs poster that we can buy from Scholastic? I have no illusions that they're going to listen to this and make this poster. But if we could choose.
1: I want a um, Star Wars movie poster style poster Uh of all the Midmorph images. (laughs) Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one mid-morph image, it would be Tobias coming out of bird morph.
2: Yes, the, like, kind of weird, yeah, yeah. little hand, yeah. I was going to say coming out of cat morph. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Yes, Tobias coming out of cat morph. No,
1: I, I, that, that is pretty weird.
2: I think I might want, I don't know, the mid-morph images are hard to say no to, but I think I might want the image where they're acquiring the morphing ability, and there's, like, lightning crackling. Mm.
1: That one's mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, I, but like maybe Jake as a tiger attacking Visser Three mm. and the fire monster. Yeah. That's real good. I might want that one.
1: Yeah. It's so good.
0: It's it's just a great piece of art. I'm so excited that I got to read it. I'm going to go and buy myself a copy. Yeah.
2: Nice. Yeah, there are so many just like priceless images, just like so many panels where you're like, wow, this image alone is just worth the worth the price of admission so good
1: chris grind you're amazing love you,
2: yeah you.
0: he does this cool thing with the animal's eyes when they go into the morphing trance where they
2: get like spiral yeah. oh yeah they get all like yeah. hypnotized
1: cool. oh, i'm so glad you called that out
2: that is very cool yeah
1: there's so many good like, i was good, flipping good, through to find
2: there. other horrifying mid-morph images yeah, stuff that they just described, they're like, then the animal went still. And you're like, how do you show that in a comic panel? And so he has the, like, hypnotized eyes. It's great. Yeah, things that I like didn't even anticipate, like, being a challenge in, uh, yeah. in the adaptation.
0: Yeah, great solutions. And he didn't shy away from some All of right. the stuff that I would have if I were adapting this. Yeah. So, like for what? example, the homeless guy. Still there. Oh, still dies. Yeah. Yeah. Still there. and like there is definitely he's there he screams right after they have said kill them and bring back their heads that guy died he died a lot super super died and
1: cassie's moment of we don't have to worry about that guy yeah oh yeah that was
0: really clear and the people who they are getting out dying or being recaptured one by one i mean and like dying dying like these are people engulfed yeah, like in flame fire. from this monster. That is, yeah. who, who who Yikes! I might have just been like, there were people, and now there are no people. What happened to them? Oh, I don't know. It's a it's a who knows. But this <laughs> is like this this woman gets hit with a fireball while on Cassie's back as Cassie's in Horace morph, yeah. and then just dies on the page.
2: You're yeah. like, yeah. wow! But like,
1: it's actually kind of perfect because of the like vibrant cartoony yeah. style it's yeah. like
2: so it makes it palatable yeah Yeah.
1: it's just like there it is and it's not you know batman the dark night dark like, and...
2: yeah
1: focusing on you know blood in a yeah it doesn't need to like right
2: get at darkness through like coloring because yeah. it's all there like it's yeah, all there yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: the contrast it's so is good the source of power
1: but i think it's the perfect it's the perfect like mishmash of tones that is a yeah. morphs.
2: yes yes it's
1: the, the spirit of it's yeah. there All All right. right. Yeah. So. There'll be more episodes. (laughs) Stay in our feed. Stay tuned to next October 2021 for (laughs) The Visitor by Chris Grine.
0: Now we have some things planned before that. Stay subscribed. We're happy we could be back for a brief episode. Great to get back at it. And uh, we'll be back in your feed soon. We'll talk to you all soon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And now two hours of silence to pad out (laughs) the episode length.
2: If you want to find us, we are at Anamorphology.com and at Anamorphology on Twitter. Subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher,
0: or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And don't forget to rate us, review us, and recommend us to your friends.
1: And if you want to read along, you can find a link to the Anamorph C books on our website. We should be mysterious big.